This is Dave. Yanni. Duncan. Joanna. Will. Caitlin. And we are iPodcast Magic Missile. Let's go. Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. Recall us of this one time where we played Munchausen's. <laughs> Alright. So you ah. try to play it? No. I oh, mean, you right. tell stories and you get gold. Yeah. And you shoot really somebody good. who's talking some shit. <laughs> you, that's, that's most of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got most of it. Yeah, true. Like 95% of it. Horse piss. <laughs> horse piss? My father was a horse. How dare you? It's a very refined horse. The Queen's, in fact. I didn't know you were related Man. to Catherine the Great. <laughs> Dave had the best story. It involved an obese woman who turned into a cat at the strike of midnight. And then the origin of the phrase colder than a witch's tits. Turns out they have very sharp titties, which you can use to... Open like draw little circles and glass like James Bond. Poke out little holes. <laughs> uh, forgot about that. It's magnificent. There you go. Don't forget Jonathan Rothschild, Cooper Mastermind. This is basically a storytelling game, and it's basically we're going to take turns telling stories. Uh, the story should be about five minutes, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, but uh, we averaged ten fifteen minutes last time. Yeah, just you know. Well, I I don't think I really made it clear that it's supposed to be short. Um, so grab yourself a a coin purse and make sure there are six dollars in it. Take crown um, royal. Nice. Yeah, here we can reuse the backs of these index cards also. Okay, impossible. Since, um, so you're gonna need to come up with a name, That'd and you should probably be of of noble birth. Uh, if somebody challenges your noble bird, yeah. you get we'll, to challenge them we'll, to a duel. We'll so. come, come back to duel. Yeah, 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 we'll so, so the basic thing is, I'm telling my story, and Duncan feels like I'm having too easy of a job. So he takes one of his dollars and adds a complication. Like, why? How is that possible when we know we all know that the Duchess of Kent abhor, abhors cats, or you know whatever thing? And then I have two options. I can either incorporate his interruption into my story and make it part of my story, in which case I get to take the dollar. Mm -hmm. Or I can be like, no, that's not how it was, and I put a dollar down, and then Duncan has a choice. He can either take the two dollars, and I can go on with my story unmolested, (laughs) or he can put another dollar down there, but yeah, no, that's really how it was. Mm -hmm. And we go back and forth until someone relents, or someone calls uh, heritage into question and uh, it's time for a <laughs> yeah, duel as or saying, whatever. Yeah, we'll, if you insult someone's honor, they yeah. can challenge you to a duel. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to duels. Anyway, you tell your story, um, and then when it gets to a good stopping point, uh, you will, uh, you know, someone will be like, well, that is the most fantastic story I've ever heard, bearing what's your face. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's always good to test a, uh, a good story. Um, 
they have some examples in here. Um, but so once you're finished with your story, you'll then turn to the person to your right and be like, Hey, Dave, why don't you tell us... Or Baron Dave, why don't you tell us how you discovered Baron the source Dave. of the Nile by accident or whatever. <laughs> and this has actually got like a nice mm-hmm. list of 200 possible... Uh, story seeds mm-hmm. and then Dave goes and tells his story and anyone can interrupt him and, and make things more difficult. So form. this can be like Baron Munchausen riding a cannonball unrealistic? Yeah. 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 Right. If I can encourage to do that sort yeah. of yeah. um, tale telling. Nice. Uh, it, is, it is entirely up to you. Uh, the only real restriction on the interruptions is you can't say but Baron, weren't you killed? Because if right. they were killed they wouldn't be here telling you the story. Yeah. Uh, and that is one of the many times I die. <laughs> <laughs> the Baron is. Good I think you've seen the movie. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Film. Film. Um, film. <laughs> so now, if someone directly insults you or and otherwise like says something that is totally undeserving of uh, whatever, uh, you can challenge them to a duel. Um, you recommend swords. I find swords to be inelegant. So I've got some muskets. Um, Pistols at dawn. Yes. Uh, we don't have a lot of room here, so the options are either line up and do four paces. Uh, <laughs> that's about all that we that's have. That's what we did last time. Yeah. It worked pretty well. Um, <laughs> I think I might have to call shenanigans on, like, running through my room to try and ambush. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! You could have injured yourself. There's all sorts of crap on the floor. Oh, for my personal safety. Well, I thank you, Yanni. I appreciate you looking out for my my well-being. Well, it's for everybody. Sake. Then I will have to find some other shenanigans. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, if you enter into a duel... Dishonorable should, shenanigan. ...or are forced into one, you should know a thing. The loser of the duel is dead. And the winner oh. of the duel takes their entire purse. Oh. So you don't want to do that lightly. Now... As the game progresses, you might get some money. If uh, you're interrupting people's stories with lots of crazy stuff and none of them want to take it, and you have a huge purse, you might think, oh, I'm rich. That's not the case. Because at the end of the game, everyone sits and thinks about which story, besides their own, because only a boar would vote for their own story, uh, and then they decide. Everyone's, everyone's decided which story they think is the best, they give their purse to the person who they think told the best story. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's was really last time. That, that's <laughs> a fantastic yeah. one involving cats. Yeah. Already told you. That's right, witches tips. Witch tips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sticks in the mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that and, and that is actually up on the podcast. So yeah, you can totally people, listen to it can, if you want. You can you can totally listen to it. Um, Says Baron Munchausen on and everything. So don't be confused. Um, <laughs> won't panic. So yeah, and then uh, traditionally, whoever wins. Uh, takes the money and buys the next round. Uh, we will play this at a bar at some point. Yeah. If, if we do that, I, I suggest uh, we actually play with individual real money and not like... Yeah. yeah. So we can buy rounds. Yeah. Whoever the winner is can buy a round. I'd be behind that. And I will dress up properly if we do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will dress up more properly if we do. I know. I will dress up even more properly. Oh, I will God. show more... Less. More or less? I will. <laughs> more what or I mean less. is, I will dress in a more. In a more way. 
I won't be wearing my work pants. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be wearing any pants at all. I'll just go in my fucking underwear. That's not what he wants. <laughs> that's 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 well, how people in the 18th century dress. Yeah, if it's, yeah. if it's like 18th century underwear, you'd probably be okay. Yeah, 20th yeah. century in That's true. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much it. I, actually, I wonder how much it would cost. Probably like a every month. Dollars. Every month. Right. You might be able to just find some at like. YMCA or thrift store or something. I might be convinced to purchase a top hat rather than using my sauerkraut band hat. <laughs> I think that's okay. It's yeah. fine. This one actually isn't a bad hat. I, what I you need is a feather. I, I think would love yeah. to have a real bowler rather than this. I we need to be like I can lend you a bowler. We need to look as pretentious no, and ridiculous as possible. Yanni, like yeah. yeah, I can lend you a bowler. I think okay. pretension and ridiculousness is more important than yes. authenticity. Exactly. I feel the need to make a fascinator, but I didn't have time today. I was I thinking about that, that too. We should make fascinators. That's like a little teeny hat. I, right? I don't know what that is. What's a fascinator? Fascinator. <laughs> have you ever seen like Have you ever been on like Regretsy or just on the internet somewhere and seen like a woman wearing a ridiculous fucking head thing yeah, like with like, like a, a like dead cat or right. like a giant bow that's like in a oh, teacup yeah. on, like <laughs> like on the side of her head with uh, feathers coming out nice. and I'm I yes yes yes, yes. 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 like in Hot Topic they have like the tiny hats teeny little top okay. hat yeah. 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 You're wearing a top hat. Yeah. Fascinators. Yeah. You're right. I you seriously have seen a dead cat fascinator. That's yeah. horrible. That's a thing I'm seeing. I think you could get like a, 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 we could add a plastic a, 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 a cat bear rug today. Skin really? rug, yeah, skin rug, head and everything. That's awful. That's, that's, that's that is terrible. Wow. That's, that doesn't sound large enough. It's not very large. It's more like a doily. I feel like he just used it as a as a uh, mouse pad. As a mouse pad, that's monstrous. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the shoes on the other face net. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Can I'm I drunk enough to play this game? The yeah. Correct level of ridiculousness. Yes. Can I? Can I see some names to, to make sure mm. that I have a ridi- appropriate ridiculous name? To the Baron. To the Baron. To the Baron. To the Baron. Shall we introduce ourselves? The Baron. Yeah. I shall start. I, I'm Dave, and I am playing Sir Harold Wiverington of East Wiverringtonshire upon Chills under Wiverington, which, as you can tell by the name, is just outside of Toronto. Uh, I am playing uh, Terence E. Hausman, the Count of Greenwich. Uh, it has been contested, but I maintain that it is my family's family home. That would make sense. <laughs> Duncan. I am High Interrogator Juan Pablo from Frijole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lady Absentia Halliburton Smythe of the Witherington rather large Smythes, <laughs> and not of the other Smythes, not them. I'm Viscount Gillam <laughs> du Charlemagne. I am Lady Sarah Farkhouse of <laughs> Banana Dean, North Carolina. <laughs> Kids at home, do not take these bananas. We were it on our plantation. (laughs) (laughs) Are you banana dean dealers? 
What a crude name for what we're dealing, sir. I mean, trading. Deal is also a crude term. <laughs> who, who would like Not to go down, last? Folks. We don't want to have a duel before we even start tonight. Maybe we do. Mm. Keep your bloodthirst in check, Banana Dean Smith. Keep your accent in check. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I may be a poor country farmer, which I am not, but I definitely didn't steal this gold. <laughs> so shut up. Let's begin. Well, as we say in Canada, who's first? <laughs> I think there's some Why don't facial hair based rules, maybe? You go last. <laughs> uh, facial hair based rules. That sounds. Since you won last time. Hmm. It's unfair advantage to go last. That's true. Is it? Yeah, because people remember well, the story last. I went last, and I won, so. Well, you got the second most votes. I'll go first so there's at least. I was dead. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. If you pardon me for a moment, I must consult my turn. Gotta make sure I don't have any bubbles. You gonna die soon? No, Sacagawea. I would love to see somebody die. <laughs> I think we can make that. What a morose way to start the evening. <laughs> I hope nobody dies. <laughs> I hope someone does. <laughs> I like her. Carolinas are so boring this time. Because of all the wild boar. No, they're the only excitement. Sarah, could you please tell us of how you write the Leaning Tower of Pisa? That, and that is an interesting story. Of course, any building of such a, you know, tilt. Tilt is the wrong thing. I wanted to say shape would write itself automatically upon seeing someone as fine as myself, but it was somewhat more complicated <laughs> story than one would think in this situation. I was traveling in Italy. I was on a vacation funded by my wealthy father. Of course. Um, and, uh, well, I was traveling through Pisa and I had to stop in Naples first. Of course there was a whole deal with Mount Vesuvius but that's another story. Um, but I was in Pisa and I noticed that it was you know a little off kilter. Just a little tad bit. Just a smidge. Wasn't really right proper. And you know over here in the banana bean trade we always have this saying if a building is not properly righted well then, it's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so it needs to be fixed. So, I was walking around town and I was asking, what's the deal with this terrible building? I mean, it's just atrocious. You can't have it out there. You know, for everyone to see who stops by. It's the first thing I saw when I got off the train. And they kept on telling me, well, it's a national landmark. And I said, well, that, that just isn't going to do. So, I took a train back to Rome, which takes a long time. Because trains back then, they were all 
pulled by horses because they didn't have steam and ill because the Italians are all fucking backwards. You know how they are. Anyway. Um, wasn't Italy the seat of civilization for several thousand years? No. Those are the Parisians. Parisians had, co- had conquered Italy for a time during the Renaissance. Ah, yes, the Renaissance. Renaissance, right. But, anyway, the French Pope in Rome, I was like, look, these backwoods Italians, they have this ridiculous fucking building it's just falling over in the middle of Pisa. It looks awful. But you see, that me and you, we go out there together, and we write the thing. I mean, it's going to take a team of men. But you should see it. It looks awful. It's just a disgrace to your fine nation. The whole French Empire, really. Honest. And the Pope sat there thinking, and he said to me, Sarah, Lady Sarah, I know we've been through a lot together, you and me. That time we wrestled alligators. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen a bosom that sweet. But (laughs) I just can't fund every little expedition to write every fallen over building that you see all over Europe. Okay? I remember the time that, you know, you know, St. Peter's Cathedral, that was one thing. That giant, he was drunk, knocked it over. It was beautiful, but there was a whole thing with the other, you know, the other church and the whole orthodox that just ended up in a disaster. I don't want to step on the toes of the locals in Pisa. I just don't want another political disaster. And I said, fine, fine. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it myself. So I went back to Pisa and I got a team of men and I got some horses and I tied a rope around the horses and I tied a rope around my own self. And I just dug my heels into the ground and I said, men, we're going to go forward. And we marched. And we pulled that building. We pulled it for seven days and seven nights. But it wouldn't budge. That bastard, it wouldn't budge. Wouldn't it have gone faster if you had also marched during the afternoons? No, it wouldn't. Because that's when I nap. And I'm useless without my beauty sleep. Because heaven and earth moves for this. And it moves for especially this. Well, that is true. You are fine looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Americans are so blunt. We yep. are. We pride ourselves on that. Wait, no, I'm not. You American. could learn a lot from our <laughs> budding nation. Mm. Anyway, well, someone could learn a lot from the politeness of us Canadians. <laughs> so something was wrong. Usually, after at least seven days, things start moving up there, start stirring down in the earth. It'll write itself, you know, naturally. You know how things are. So, I had to figure out why it wasn't the tower stirring up. So, I walked over to the front of the door, knocked on it. I I hear a voice. It says, go away. And I say, who's in there? And I hear, no one. And I say, well, someone's got to be saying, you know, no one. Because towers can't talk. At least not usually. There was that one magic tower that, you know, 
That wasn't accepted. <laughs> so I went in, and uh, there was a stairway, staircase down. And at the bottom of the staircase, there was a little fat man. And I found out that the little fat man had been living there for a long time. And he wasn't letting the tower go up. And it was because the tower goes up, you see, it's kind of like a bar on the earth. And if the tower rights itself, it'll push his little house to the side. And it'll push it into this a little... through. This was not his house. The man, he is the torturer. A I torturer? I've on many occasions. Oh, like what occasions? What kind of occasions? This man was no torturer. I know him for a fact. He's a butcher. He's a lovely butcher. And he's poor. And he works. No, I have day killed many a man with this man. Oh, really? What yes. kind of man does he kill? He kills uh, mostly heathens and pagans. And the occasional lapsed Catholic. <laughs> oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, he's a butcher. He's a poor butcher. You know? He uh, works day and night sorry, to feed his family. Sorry. I'm having trouble with your ring. Anyway. <laughs> he would push his house into the underground lake, you know, but I have a right the thing, right? So, anyway, he says, look, if you push my house, if you push the ca- if you push the tower up, it'll push it right into the lake, and I can have it there. That's why when you pull with your horses and yourself and your fine bosom, you know, I push against it, and the tower doesn't right itself. I say... Okay. Alright. I'm not gonna bother you. You know, you can relax. You could just, you know... You can just... You don't have to worry. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna... You know, push the tower back upright. It, it, it's okay. I understand. You gotta make a living. You gotta have a house. Your house is, is your temple. You know, back on the plantation. You know, that's my temple. This is your temple. So he said, okay, got a deal. Fine. So he left, and then I pushed his house into the lake, and I ride the tower, because his guard was down, and I hated him, because he was short and fat. <laughs> and now he's homeless. Well, I look forward to the homelessness. The homelessness. Got unrighted yet again. <sighs> but that was a most excellent tale. Here, here. Truly. This is the trickiest part. Someone has been biting me. There are so many good stories. Viscount Gillam, I want to hear how you so how on your celebrated crossing of the Sahara Desert, you were able to eat your camel one night and still ride it the following day. Well, that's a little embarrassing, but I can tell you about it. <laughs> well, well, everyone in all ears. Well, let me say. So, here I was, crossing the Sahara, being, definitely being the Viscount Gillam de Charlemagne, and not an imposter, I'll tell you what. I am from France. You, you betcha. And so where I was was in the Sahara, of course, with me and my, my good friend, my my servant from the local tribe, Tic-Tac-Toe. His name was Tic-Tac-Toe as well. It was a little confusing. So there we were, in the middle of the Sahara. We started there. It sort of made the journey go faster. Uh, 
how I got there is another story, but there we were with tic-tac-toe, myself, and our loyal camel servant. Servant is very nice to be, you know, for, for a camel. I mean, I, I probably could call it a steed, but really, it was, it was more of a friend. So, there we were, tic-tac-toe and I were riding upon the camel, and we were trudging trudging through the Sahara Desert, and it was blistering hot, and we drank from its hump. We'd, oh, it was awful. Every five minutes I had to unscrew one of its humps and take a straw and go... <laughs> but I heard that upon one sip of the liquor from inside a camel's hump, one would be stricken with intoxication almost immediately. That is true. I was drunk as hell. <laughs> it was amazing, which is why I had to do it every five minutes. <laughs> so there I was, drunk off my ass, but currently on the camel's ass. That's where I was seated. Tic-tac-toe was in front, bravely take, bearing all the, uh, the wind buffering for me. Uh, he, he did so of his own volition and not because I told him to. Brave, brave man. I would have done it for him if it weren't for me being a more important person. So there we were, drinking from the By camel's back. of you being the Viscount de Charlemagne? Charlemagne. Yeah, Charlemagne. Magin. I'm from France. That's how we say it in the Franquez. In the Canadian tradition, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you better, son. No offense meant. Yeah, it wasn't meant. So there I was it's drinking from a camel's back with a friend. little tiny straw. Uh, hey, hey, shut up! <laughs> I'm telling a story. Oh, carry on then. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, that's right. So there I was Please. drinking. Some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so rude is too. I would really like to hear the rest of the story. I would too. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't even worry about it. So there I was, drinking from the camel's back, trudging along, wind buffeting us. Oh, poor tic tac toes just had all his skin grazed off by the dust flying in his face. Oh, he couldn't even close his eyes because they were blown off. His, his eyes were blown if off in the wind. Has his flesh rendered off by the air? How is he a very good air shield anymore? Well, um, he's a wonderful air shield because you just keep putting him there and he's got no more skin, but he's got all muscle and bone and blood and stuff. Very well. <laughs> so there he was, all muscle and blow, bone and blood and stuff, <laughs> buffeting me, getting my, my outfit all nasty. And we, we noticed that, thank God, the sun was going down finally. We were soaked through with... I was soaked through with sweat. I he had all kinds of fluids going on. <laughs> well, I was soaked through with sweat and being drunk. It's very hard to be drunk in the desert. Let me tell you, extremely unpleasant. I would not want to be me, which I am. Now, <laughs> I, I think I must uh, counter counteract there, because I have been drunk in the desert a number of times, and it is... Dangerous, but no, no hard task. Have you ever been drunk in the desert on a camel? Because camel drunkness is a different kind of drunkness. See, I say you should never mix beer and like other, other uh, boozes. Well, it's always mixed when it's camel boozes. <laughs> I see. So you, you're wrong. Wine is fun, but camel is hamel. Mark Hamill has nothing to do with this, and he was an amazing joker if I had seen that in my time 
<laughs> I, I will grant. I I generally stick to it's a proper liquor etiquette when traipsing drunk through deserts. Yeah, yeah, you do. Space and camel. Then, I just drank straight from the camel, as they say. <laughs> so. <laughs> The sun was setting <laughs> from the proverbial literal camel. From the proverbial literal camel, as they say. <laughs> so the sun was setting, and thank God, because the sun, as you know, is the greatest source of wind. <laughs> and so, tic tac toe. Convection w- is the greatest source of wind. I may say so myself, sir. Look, look, look here, Missy. Who here is telling the story? I was just educating you about science. I apologize. Yeah, you better apologize for educating me. <laughs> the Canadian Canadian oh. should apologize too. On principle. Oh, apologize. <laughs> we are as a nation sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. It'll help me sleep better at night on my camel, which I still have. Wrote it here, in fact. But you were us so, so the, the sun was setting, and uh, thank God the wind was dying down. Poor Tic Tac Toe would uh, would not be much long for this world. So, uh, oh God, oh, it was awful. As the sun finally set down underneath the earth, where it lives when it's nighttime. Now, was that when you ate the camel? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The story is running a bit long. Hold, that's because all y'all is interrupting me. <laughs> So, as the sun was setting, and I, I turned poor Tic-Tac-Toe around to tend to his little brown wounds. Oh, God. Oh, it was awful. He didn't have no brown on him left. At least not on the front. <laughs> oh, it, it, was, it was real bad. He was all bloody and messy and bony and all that crap. Had some lung going on there. I, I don't normally see a man's lung. And I said to him, Tic-Tac-Toe, are you going to survive the night? And he said... Why, sir, I, I, I reckon I will not. And I thought to myself, Oh, man, I cannot lose tic-tac-toe. If I have to take that wind, I will die surely. How can I save you, tic-tac-toe? And he said, Why, the only way is with tribal magic. <laughs> tribal magic? Well, I am a Christian man, sir, and I do not ascribe to your tribal swasseries. <laughs> And he said, oh, it's fine. Just this one time, God always gives you a pass the first shot. So I said, well, that, that sounds about reasonable. So I'll, I'll try it. And he told me, okay, here's how, here's how it's going to go. We're going to make a centaur <laughs> out of camp. And I said, well, that, that sounds right odd. But unfortunately, uh, normally, the centaur's got skin all over its whole body. And, uh, well, I'm missing a, a whole bunch. So, you're going to have to eat off the skin of the camel and uh, put me and my not-skin on the parts where you've de-skinned the camel and I'll say I'll say a, a magic tribal prayer and we will make ourselves now, a centaur. That, that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> if the problem is lack of skin, shouldn't you eat the insides and leave the camel skin to replace the skin on your poor, abused servant? No, no, because you got to make a clean... Combining of the wound, you gotta take, you gotta make a new wound, and then you gotta take the old wound and graft them together. 
Ah, uh, well, I guess I don't know much about science. Yeah, you don't know much about tribal magics either. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do know about science. It's not the magic that I know about. Yeah, that, that's right. So there he said, lickety splickety splat. I believe they do um, some sort of tribal magic in Quebec. Yeah, that sounds right. You y'all do that, that kind of thing. Familiar. It's cold shit there, though. So I can't imagine you'd have Savage many camels. All of them. Yeah, bunch of French. I mean, that I am, and is good. So, there, lickety-splickety-splat, after I had just licked all that skin right off of him, my tongue is extremely abrasive, and the skin just came right off the fattest part of the camel, and bam, centaur, it has no head, but it's got six legs, the front part of which is a backwards man, and I rode across that... To my destination, which was the other side of the Sahara and the ocean, and we swam away to this bar, and I came here, and I told you this story. I know for a fact that you are not who you say you are, because I know for a fact that the story of how this man... Gilam de Charlemagne... This count become Gilam de Charlemagne... Wait, what? I know for a fact that the story of how he ate his camel came back first to an episode of Cunnilingus with his camel. And if you were really him, you would know that and the explicit details throughout. So I challenge you hereby to a duel to the death. Well, then you are on, because I have nothing to say about that, and you got me dead to rats. <laughs> a duel! A duel! A duel! All right. Get this glass out of my way. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I must say that Canada is sorry for both of your loss in defense. Oh, Canada. Uh, well, my home and native land. My home and native land. <laughs> as, as a count, I am always prepared for such extreme, extreme situations. Thank you, um, count. Oh, my. Oh, how marvelous. I must admit, these have only, pistols? only been fired once. Oh, so, you proofed them? So they're meant. Proof is for art. They are, they are, neither of them blew up in my face on the single test firing I did. Or rather, my manservant did. Um, <laughs> the loading procedure is fairly simple, with all flint like muskets, you load it in the front. Don't, don't pull point the trigger, at me, man. <laughs> point and it at me. Fire. That is all there is. Dang! <laughs> I'll need like seven or eight goddamn bullets. I'm gonna shoot the shit out of this chick. I'll only need one. Yeah, because you're gonna die as soon as you miss. You're gonna die. Well, no, it, you're it, gonna die now. As, as the challenged first eater of pistols. I can choose I can choose any weapon I see here. Either one. Any weapon I see here. I choose the case full of pistols. <laughs> um, I'm afraid that is unsporting. This well well Oh yeah, because I'm a Viscount and I care about that. One two, two three, three. <laughs> uh, misfire! <laughs> You shot me, but I have a misfire. <laughs> that <laughs> is no so You're dead. Six <laughs> does not care for you. Ah. Death case for you. Mr. Shaker. Defeated. Whoa. Did you break my gun, you dead person? Do shaman. Mike, that is a 
What? I was not properly instructed upon the pistol usage. I showed you the same thing I showed her. Let me, let me try that. Guy. Let me try that right now. The gods frown upon lies. Let me, let me try that right now. I oh, see. This does not work. I promise you. When I pull this trigger, it will not. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot me in my face. I need that. Uh... I apologize for interrupting, Mr. In Gilliam. Uh, you appear to be mortally wounded. Oh, yeah. I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> you get a dying request. Why don't you make a centaur, centaur of your lies and saving? Yeah, well, if I'm, a, if I'm a liar and dead, what, what the hell did I drive in on? Right, I mean, right. Centaur. Monstrosity. That is just two men in a camel suit, apparently. Well, you can't be there. Well, actually, perhaps it's three men in a camel. Yeah, it's thir- the third guy is sort of important. And that's so, why you never lie about your sexual exploits with a lady. Especially a lady Kim. <laughs> well, he, well here's my purse. About the reputation. Here, here's my purse. Here, in, enjoy. It's only sporting mm-hmm. to allow the uh, Viscount to... Ask the next. Ask for the next story before he passes. Oh! With your dying breath, man. With my dying breath. Uh, uh, Lady Absentia Halliburton Smythe. Please recount to me the time that you flipped through this here real book looking for something, and then, oh. So I think. Uh, still, uh, next time we do this, we should all. Look through the book and write one down ahead of time. Yeah. And, uh, mm. How? Okay, t- tell me about this. Please. Too easy. Bl- for You're still talking over me, and I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> how you retrieved the King of England sword from his sunken frigate and the Royal George in Fifty Fathoms of Water? Oh yes, that story. Yeah. Tell yes. tell me about that before I die. <laughs> Which Before is now. you die. Pretty soon, right? I mean, don't take too much Patience. So, one day, it was a lovely day, and I was on my sailboat, as I am wont to sail around the coast of England, um, and it had, uh, before I had left harbor, I had been informed that the Royal George had been sadly, tragically sunk, just off the coast of... Wales. And so I decided, well, isn't this a lovely time to visit the coast of Wales? But not actually land on it because I hate Welshmen. Uh, excuse me. Yes. I, I don't actually believe that there is a lovely time to visit the coast of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> I Wales and I would hate to cast aspersions on such a fine land, but the weather there is quite pitiful. Well, actually, you see, it's quite nice to look upon it from the coast and laugh. <laughs> there is, in fact, a lovely Fair time enough. to visit Wait, Wales. Was this the coast of Wales, the nation of Wales, the country that is governed by superintelligent aquatic mammals? I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that speak in deep, long, hyposonic... Messages. Oh, the, the ones that go. <laughs> oh man, like them tree people. Oh, yes. It, it was in fact the one that was not full of ooze. Oh. They have ooze. I apologize. It was an important clarification. <laughs> yes, on that part. I understand. We have many 
banana eating sales with the whale people you see. Oh, down I in the Carolinas, they visit off and on. Oh, is that a wonderful market? I imagine so. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was joining the poor degenerate souls of the coast of Wales. Well, I wasn't visiting them; I was laughing at them from sea. And as I was laughing at them from sea. I was drinking a lovely beverage, and uh, as soon as my beverage was out, I noticed, oh, my glass is empty. Where is my manservant? He's not supposed to let this happen. And as I was looking around for him, I happened to spy over the side of the boat. And whatever did I see but a mermaid? No, you may look at me with skepticism, but I swear to you it was the ugliest mermaid I've ever laid eyes on. Because it was Welsh. Oh. <laughs> that it is actually because there are in fact no such thing as Welsh mermaids. There are only Welsh mermen. <laughs> now they do sometimes wear dresses. Yes, I did think that she was quite butch. You are correct. It might have been a merman. Oh. Well, yes. I'm so, sorry if I've cast a poor light upon your tail. Well, it just it makes it, it doesn't. It just it it. I, I didn't mean to stare so improperly. I thought I was only looking at one of my own kind. A, a Welsh mer- lady. But if it was a <laughs> Welsh merman, I, I was most improper. Well, anyways, so the Welsh mer person beckoned to me, beckoned to me, and he sang with this wonderful lilting voice that, now that I think about it, does... Remind me awfully a lot of a castrati, but anyways, um, <laughs> so he sang to me. Um, their lower half has no human genitalia. Oh. They're fish. Most of the time. But how does that affect their throat? Good question. Yes. I'm not the scientist here. Hmm. I'm the scientist. You're a scientist. Here. I don't know, but I know they jizz into the water to breathe. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He did ask now me to... Now, behind, you're making her blush. I don't, I don't. What? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I... The, it's the American way, you see. And he was so near to me. He the water. understand. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Well, I must say, That's I... That's our country popular. I have to blush like... because he, he did. He, he... Oh, I thought it was a she. I thought that she was appealing to... The sisterhood, the universal sisterhood among women, that I should leap into the water and follow her down to a special treasure. Yes, she convinced me it might have been the seven drinks that I had drained from my cup that was now empty, but she convinced me. I heard it was twelve. Twelve or thirteen. <laughs> it might not have even been a mermaid. I don't know. <laughs> it might have just been the call of the ocean or the whales. The whales not from Wales, Ooh. but the whales from far away in Banana Dean, South Carolina. <laughs> but something called me, and before I knew it, I was plummeting head first towards the icy waves of stinky whales. And unbeknownst to me, for some reason, I was favored. Favored by Poseidon, favored by Mother Britannia herself, that I could breathe underwater. And... I was sinking. I thought, oh, surely I must drown. I have perished. And the merman was nowhere to be found, of course, at this point, because I may or may not have hallucinated her, him, it. But anyways, so I was sinking quickly down into the dark, cold depths. Sinking, sinking. Until out of the darkness loomed the proud... Wait, 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 wait. What were you thinking about? I thought you were dead. 
Hey, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm working on it. I was Save sinking. your breath. It might be your last. I was sinking because I am <laughs> introspective. She sinks a lot. I see a lot. Sinks about deep oh. things all the time. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You let la- you grown to my joke. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm looming up out of the depths. I thought I saw my mermaid man thing again. But no, it was but the figurehead of the Royal George. And I'm like, well, since I'm down here, I might as well explore the plunder that might await me inside the Royal George. And so I swam. I swam because I am so very talented. And (laughs) I swam and I found an entrance. I found the hatch of the Royal George. If I may ask. Yes. Go ahead. How did you prevent your uh, quite copious bodice from becoming... Uh, drenched and entangled swimming underwater like that. It makes very little sense. Uh, It swim so easily. Well, you know, that is an excellent question. For, you see, not only was I allowed to breathe underwater, but I was completely encapsulated in a bubble which kept all of my dress perfectly pressed and dry so that I was in no way incapacitated by a sodden outfit. Fascinating. What sort of science or witchcraft did you use to form such a bubble? I am not a witch, sir! Uh, How dare you say such a thing! greatest apology. It was probably the mayor dresser. Fat, fat! <laughs> I, I would not wish to fight such a lovely lady. Well. Pussy. <laughs> I if, cannot if tell you if you're, if you're denying you gotta give him another it could have been aliens okay. I will not deny it I will <laughs> you never know what you know, kind of alien mermaid technology they use just, bubbles to propel it, all of their no mermaids Well, you know, it might have been that after my 12 drinks, I called out to every deity at one point or another during Mm -hmm. my supposed drowning. Gods of bubbles. Gods of bubbles. It's true. I hear there's even one or two gods of bubbles. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, that's right. It might have been one of them that smiled upon me that day. (laughs) Right, and so (laughs) I was encased in a bubble completely. And bubbles for ovaries and even bubbles for a small intestines. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out very well when she's trying to make a wall, make a stool. She also makes wool, but. Wool stool? Being yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, let, let us hear the rest of the story. It's fascinating. So I entered the Royal George, and I was able to go through its many small cargo holds, and finally, deep down in the very depths, I was met with a door, a solid wooden door that I rapped upon, but of course no answer came, for everybody was a dead rotting sea corpse. Um, but inside I managed to jimmy the door open, and within was gold and a sword. And I thought, well, I would love to take all this gold home, but I don't know that I'm strong enough. What is the most valuable thing I could possibly take with me back to my ship in my bubble? Hmm, I think it might be this sword. Let me take this sword. Swords are useful. And so I retrieved the sword, and I did grab a handful of gold, which you might or might not see here. (laughs) And from what I understand, several bottles of the king's gin. Yes. Well, we'll get to what I drank later, later. (laughs) Do you pretend to still have a bottle with you? Perhaps. I I would share it, for I am a hospitable lady, mind you. toast. 
Toast to the king's gym. To the king's gym. And to merfolk, whatever gender they may be. Hey, can you use some of that to like clean my wounds? Kaplah. Please. That would be a waste of good gem. <laughs> Do you have malaria, sir? Uh, I, I don't Alcohol think that rightly matters wounds. right now. <laughs> gin is for malaria, not for wounds. Yes. Rum is for wounds. Yeah, I reckon I got some j- malaria, for, so give me that uh, gin. Tequila <laughs> not really is for bowel cancer. Quite cold. <laughs> hey, hey, hey why, why, why is it dark? So. So. Near, near the back. Hi, interrogator. One. There you go. I remember once upon a time hearing a rumor that you lifted the ancient curse on the royal family of Sweden. Do tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, they were aware, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, that was that was a different royal family of Sweden. A different time. No. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> on this occasion. They had been cursed by by witches of some variety. Uh, it's always he, witches, isn't it? They are the it's ones who do most of the cursing. You know? It could be mad people. Carry on. Not in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> also, no one would have called me for mer people. I heard it was mer people that cursed them. A mer witch. <laughs> the Inquisition does not want you to know about the mer people. We will talk about this later, but for the moment, you may all assume that it may or may not have been. (laughs) (laughs) In Sweden, the Mer. Speak not a word of this. The Mer people (coughs) cursed the Swedish royal family with ancient and eldritch curses. They had drawn upon the power of Dagon, Lord of the Deep. And the Pope hates Dagon. They once had a sword fight. It lasted for three days. In the end, the Pope was victorious. But Dagon took this as his opportunity to lay... to, to channel his powers through the Mar people to lay a curse on the Swedish family, which drove them all mad. Completely mad. So... Wait, wait. What, were they angry, or were they crazy? You're a dead man to me. I'm dying. <laughs> they were mad as in, in the head mad. That, that don't answer Emotions are also inside your head. You're I'm a foolish man. Your heart they are crazy mad. popular misconception. Like, they were extremely mad? Is that what you mean by crazy? Oh, I'm sorry. You don't actually get to ask. Well, <laughs> I will pray. <laughs> Anyways, back to what I was saying about the mad Swedish royal family. The Pope dispatched me because I'm the interrogator. So when I come to their domain, I find that it is warped and twisted by their madness because they are the rulers of this realm. The sky is boiling red. And the ground churning beneath my feet. <laughs> the, the king of Sweden walks out from his castle, a cape dragging along the ground. And I come to him with my tongs. And I say, King of Sweden, you must desist. I must purge this mad- madness from your body. And he said, 
Bushams! <laughs> to which I had no reply. I knew right then that he was the root of the madness. So I forced him to the ground with my bare hands. The Pope taught me to turn my hands into bare hands. <laughs> I forced him to the ground, and I put my pinchers in his mouth, and I... I sc- you just said you had bare hands, not pinchers. Are you a crab, or are you a bear, sir? I had the pinchers in my hand. I had pulled them from my satchel before I used my bare hands. Oh. This is important distinction. <laughs> Well played, sir. I am. I apologize for the distraction. Can you shapeshift right now? Did these go into bare hands? Or do you mean you, you take? Yeah. No. Okay. I can only use my bare hands to shapeshift when I have gotten special. Uh, what do you say? Dispensation, dispensation from the Pope himself, or from Saint Peter. Oh. He can give me this right. How does the Swedes know who you were when you came? Because I've heard that no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. They were not expecting the Spanish Inquisition, and he came out because there was an outsider in his realm. Okay. I don't know who. I, get, I, get the point. I think. Yeah. You yeah. incorporated that. As the realm is an extension of the King of Sweden, he was able to sense my penetration of it. <laughs> Anyways, I was holding him down with my bare hands. The pinchers in his mouth. And I said, King of Sweden, you must tell me the truth. Are you mad? And he only screamed. Screamed in a language not spoken by men. So I... Wasn't the King of Sweden a man? At that moment, he was no man. He was a monster. I see. He was possessed. I shoved the tongs all the way down through his esophagus into the heart of darkness. And then I used them to pull the demon out through his nostrils. The horror. Yes. The horror. You put tongue down into his esophagus and you pulled that through his nostrils? They were flaming hot tongues. <laughs> his nostrils and his esophagus, they are all the same thing after a point. Ew. You do not want my dirty money. Ew. <laughs> but so, okay. <laughs> once I had expurgated the evil from the king, I break into the palace, burst open the doors, and I find them all laying around, flailing their hideous appendages. That sounds an awful lot like mer people. Do not press me on this one. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny anything. It sounds a lot like the ambiguous gendered mer people she encountered. It is possible, but I do not drink. <laughs> Anyways, I... Summarily tied down all of the Swedish royal family, Append- flailing appendages and all, and I stretched them very thin on my rack. No, not like that. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> but I heard that the daughter of the Swedish royal family became extremely obese in her later years. How are you able to stretch her rack? And stretch her out? <laughs> 
that was a previous daughter of the royal family. This one was gaunt for malnourishment. Yes. Seems reasonable. I apologize for interrupting you. Continue. Anyways, there is not much left to tell. I could bore you all with the details of my gruesome interrogation and, uh... Well, so it wants to be bored. Exorcism. To interrogation. Cling! Yes, to bare hands. And bare hands, yes. My favorite time. Count Houseman. In my travels, I have found and executed a race of pygmy people. However, the uh, the pygmy people of Yolimba Ip worshipped you as their god. Why? Well, uh, it's curious you should ask that, because there is a story that goes along with that. Uh, the people of Yolimba Ip live in the darkest forest in the deepest, darkest heart of Africa. And this one time, me and my faithful manservant Sullivan were traveling around the coast of Africa when this great storm blew up. And it was so powerful, and the rain was coming down sideways at first, and then it got worse, and the rain was going up, and the ship got blown out of the ocean. And... We all had to tie ourselves down to the deck because things were going so, so bad. If you are all tied to the deck, how did you become untied from the deck? Oh, we we used um obviously you are not of the nautical per- persuasion, but there is a custom knot you can do, which if I had an appropriate piece of twine I could show you. Uh where you can be securely tied, but you can still undo it. Uh all seamen know these knots because you you need to use them when you're tying your ship up at dock. You don't want to tie a knot and then have the ship stay in port forever or have to cut the rope to leave. That's dumb. So we used knots that were secure but were able to get free once uh, the ship had landed. And by landed I mean crashed. Uh, We ended up on the summit of a volcano. Though, I'm getting ahead of myself. At the time, we didn't know it was a volcano. We just thought it was a big mountain. And all of the villagers, uh, the, the tribesmen of Ilum Ip, uh, came out and they saw us. And aside from a few slaves that were on the ship, we were all white. And so they assumed we were ghosts and decided that we must be sacrificed to appease their god. Uh, Sacrifice a ghost. What would that accomplish? I'm not sure. To be honest, the the minds of the savages of deepest, darkest heart of Africa are beyond me. But they did take us, and we had oh, barely gotten very much like Quebec untied before we were found ourselves tied up again. But this time, not with easily undone knots that we could undo ourselves. Um, <laughs> and they took us down to the uh, base of the mountain where they were going to boil us which is apparently their traditional uh, form of sacrifice um, now my man Sullivan he is he's very smart he, he reads books all the time and 
he mentioned that at noon that day, there was conveniently going to be an eclipse, and maybe we could use that to scare the natives into releasing us. So I said, sure, why not? And I didn't speak their language. There hasn't been an eclipse for a hundred years, a full solar eclipse, and you know that. You're right. It, it was actually a lunar eclipse that was going to happen. Sometimes that happens during mid-afternoon. the mid-afternoon. Yes! <laughs> I saw the moon while I was walking here today. <laughs> I, I've, I've really seen one before. Uh, regardless, uh, so yeah, I didn't speak the language. Fortunately, some of the seamen did. And they were able to relate the tale of how the the moon was going to turn black and disappear, and that there was a sign that that we were their gods. And I shouted at them a whole bunch and said a lot of big words. And of course, they couldn't understand Don't me. So. Turn blue and disappear? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as as Sullivan had predicted. The the moon. Where was Gilbert? <laughs> well, when we were traveling in the deepest hearts of Africa, he got eaten by the natives. But that's another story. All right. Fine. Uh, anyway, so the moon was out during the day, which is you know propensitous enough as it is, and so. The, village people kind of bought it, or at least I feel like that's the case. As I said, <laughs> I c- after they penned YMCA. <laughs> Again, you're crazy and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a music reference. Oh. Anyway, they seemed impressed, but they also seemed intent on baking us alive or broiling. What is it when you put them, put you in a pot and then... Boil? I'm... Okay. I'm not really good with Super the cooking. Blanche. I have servants for that. Blanche. Yeah, I think they might have said they were going to blanch Blanche. us. Um, oh, y'all were already ghosts to them. Well, well that's... Maybe dead ghosts. <laughs> I mean, you can Speaking blanche. of ghosts... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so as as you all know, the moon is very powerful and it controls not only the tides but also the crust. Activity. Yes, you and your fancy words. I'm I'm glad you're you're here because I I forget them. I thought you were a scientist. I am a scientist. I'm I'm just not a very good one. <laughs> Get the dollar for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mostly, mostly Sullivan does the grunt work, though our, our team has been a little less up on things since since we lost Gilbert in, in Quebec. In Canada, we call that being tenured. <laughs> when you don't actually do the work. Oh, oh. I thought you were talking about what they did to Gilbert. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, that does make some sense in Anyway, I'm for interrupting you. Continue. So, uh, the water was, you know, at, at first it was pretty comfortable. It was a little warm. I mean, the deepest, darkest heart of Africa is a pretty cold place, uh, as I'm sure you all know if you've been there. Um, and 
the lack of sunlight and all. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so and we were at the of eclipses. We, we were <laughs> so so. It was starting to get warm. It was a little comfortable. Then it started to get a little bit more warm. It was a little less comfortable. Um, and then uh, Sutherland was like, hey, it's about to happen. Look, you can see a little chunk of the moon not there anymore. And so I stood up in the almost boiling pot of water and I said, blah, 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 which actually doesn't mean anything. And but they couldn't understand me anyway, so I figured whatever. I would just be really effusive and loud, and they bought it. And then the volcano erupted, and our ship flew off on the eruption to the moon. And but how we got the ship back is a story for another time. Dream <laughs> God. Uh, if only it were that simple. And remember, if someone asks you if you're a god, say yes. Always. I may have to speak to you later. That's how we got the plantation. (laughs) I would surely like to hear that story. Mm. But I believe it is my turn to tell a tale. Tell us. So, Sir Harold Liverington, Mm -hmm. would you be so kind... Of Liverington-shire, East Liverington-shire. ...as to tell us um, why you refuse to wear scarlet, eat eggs, or ride a horse on Thursdays? Ah, the Scarlet Egg Horse story. (laughs) (laughs) They are related, then? Well, yes, in a way. You see, I once um, went on a trip by sea, uh, which is difficult to do because in order to get to the sea from Toronto, you have to cross the wilds of Quebec. And as we know, they're all violent... Um, cannibal savages. There. Once, once, never again. Yes, uh, but then you get to um, you you get to uh, Newfoundland, which is a far better place, um, settled by proper English persons. Um, and from there, I uh, I hired a, a ship and uh, set forth. But I was we were hit beset by a terrible storm. Um, Nor'easter, they call them. It was the winter. Mm. And we were blown horribly, of course, and ended up in the land of the Lilliputians. You may have heard from Gulliver's wonderful travelogue. A little racy for my tastes, but... But 100% fact all of it. Mm. And I can corroborate this, for I have visited the island. Now, fortunately, we did not end up on the side with the Brobdenagians. So you can get up stuck in any handmaid's... Well... As I said, a little the racy for me. <laughs> Those are the best parts. Of Precisely. You encounter the horses. Mm. Well, I am getting there, but um, <laughs> you see, Lilliputian horses are actually not Lilliputian size. It just requires um, eight or nine of them to ride a single horse because one has to pull on one side of the reins, one pulls on the other. We're talking um, about different horses. You know the ones. Oh, the the, uh, the the scarlet horses that ride in the sky. No? Sure. Okay, well. <laughs> so, um, the queen of Lilliput um, comes riding down on the head of a steed. And, of course, she is in the driver's position, quote-unquote, as we say. She was whispering into the horse's ear in Lilliputian, for horses do speak Lilliputian, although they do not speak English. Or any of the proper human language. How did she reach his ear if she was on his back? Ah. 
But um, you've heard of the uh, 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 the ear horn, yes? Yes. It, it, it's a primitive hearing aid of sorts. Well, um... Are you saying that Lilliputian horses wear ear horns as a matter of course? Of course, of course. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Lilliputian horses is actually where ear horns were gotten. Uh, having... That's quite true. Gulliver, uh, on his travels, in uh, saw one of their crimson horses flying through the sky. He was so impressed by the inventiveness of the Lilliputians and their ability to ride such a large animal for their size that he, of course, took that technology back with him to Britain, where it was not long after that superseded by the uh, clockwork uh, uh, hearing aid, mm-hmm. which was, of course, superseded by the electric hearing aid. In the 20th century. What about the steam-powered hearing aid? That was not popular for very long. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, largely because they had a tendency to explode, rendering the user completely deaf. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, the queen riding on the horse's back, with the, speaking into the ear horn, affixed to the horse's head, while several of her subjects pulled on the reins and... Um, kicked the spurs into the behind of the horse because they normally simply hover and do not actually move forward through the air uh, without some prompting. So anyway, this happened. She came up to me, she rode her steed up to me. Now, a Lilliputian horse is still only about the size of a large dog. So uh, I actually, um, so she actually sort of uh, pulled up beside me in the horse and invited me back to her uh, castle for tea and breakfast. For it was early in the morning, and I hadn't had anything to eat for several days because we'd been blown off course. Um, so I went to the um, the, uh, the the palace, and we had a wonderful uh, breakfast of eggs. Um, it was this time that the opposing force from the other side of the island, the Little Indians, I believe, attacked, and. They were very upset with the way the queen had been eating her eggs, cracking the large end, which I personally think is barbaric, but uh, I wasn't about to tell her, you know, when in Rome, uh, do as the French do, evidently. Um, <laughs> so, Don't talk to a dead guy. <laughs> um, so, 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 so uh, our breakfast was interrupted, and um, uh, the horse, which had been attending us, like again, like a, like a, like a large dog, um, was slaughtered in the attack and the blood went everywhere and it was rather disturbing and um, all I can remember from that is the crimson of the horse and the blood spattered over this wonderful white pristine egg and it turned turn into that sort of thing the whole long on a Wednesday I, I don't follow well you don't eat it on Thursdays do you Oh, yes. Well, you see, because of daylight savings time, and it actually turned out that he had been blown across the international dateline. <laughs> it was the reverse international dateline, which actually passes through the Atlantic and not the Pacific. But you have to go through it backwards or it doesn't work. <laughs> I always get so confused. Uh, so, and at the end... It actually turned out that it was Thursday, after all. And of course, the condition. Oh, this was, was which said. This is true. I understand. Well, I mean, ah, yes. Yes. It was a well, I have to be. Mark on I have to mind. be precise about it. You see, it's very important to me to of always course. keep her memory in mind. To the Queen, to the queen of Lilliput, to the queen. and to the international dateline. To the dateline. To the reverse international dateline. Reverse international dateline. Answer. 
And I believe that. I do declare that was some fine and interesting stories. Now let me just gather my gold together. Oh, oh wait. Someone took it. Oh, that's your tongue, dead man. <laughs> um, Silence. And not. so comes the judgments. So. And I apologize ahead of time on behalf of myself and all of my countrymen. Um, for everyone who I do not give my gold to. We are I deeply feel, sorry as a I nation. Think, I think I, after deep rumination on the matter, have decided who I feel is the most deserving of our praise and uh, I have also decided who told the most wonderful and pleasing story. I have to think about this. I really love the stories today. Yeah. They were yeah. pretty fantastic. <laughs> They're all really fun. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I think I have decided. These are million ISK coins. <laughs> hey, I was short dice bag. No, I love it. I picked it on purpose. Oh. No, I, I kind of love my my crown royal. The crown royal is the, is the crown royal is the catalog of dice bags. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. it's kind of the like Ford. I I, I have eight Blantons. Oh. oh my! I got mine. All right. It's, it's a slightly also fancier. Whiskey. Oh, okay. yeah. Is everybody still has coins ready to go? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Ready? To go. ready? Right, let's do it. Spy. Set. Try. No. Yeah. Yeah. Who's this? Who's this? Uh, that's, I think that's. I tossed mine to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's for you. Okay. For you. Joanna's with Will. I went to you. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, no, that's I fine. No, you can fine. totally give it a story. You can just can't. Can I tell the best story? Yeah. 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 Before your, you died. Your your camel <laughs> human monstrosity was the most yeah. seemingly <laughs> terrible thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's out back. That was horrifying. <laughs> that was horrifying. You can see it. Without any head. I mean, they're going to ask me to Spider camel. Tic Tac Toe is still there. Spider camel. Spider camel. together I was. So everyone must count their dollars. Count your money. See how much you have. Count your monies, boys and gals. That stacks on good. Cash. I have no cash. Or Tisha, for that matter. I liked your stories. They just didn't involve abominations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not offended. Better it go to someone more deserving than myself. That way we do not have to yet again apologize for taking someone else's money. Uh, that's silly. Alright, I have 13. Oh, I got 11. That's pretty good. I think oh. swung it. Kitlin. Then we are missing a dollar then. My murder that is made not me until kingmaker. 36. Did one fall Oh, oh. I got 12. 12. Second place. Yeah, in your face. I'll have your tongue for this. Well, that'll be pretty easy, guys, because I'm dead. John Williams, while he was like, oh, dude, that, king, that that's what just, sealed yeah. that shit yeah, right there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was too good. I would um, say that was really good. This podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I Podcast Magic Missile, attacking the darkness since 2012.